professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big guy, Ryback, starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy, Ryback. I am the big guy, Ryback, and today, it's the pleasure of reuniting with a a man I've wrestled multiple times. Uh, He is, uh, he was one of the the first local competitors, uh, the group of guys uh, on the two-on-one matches, and of which I remember uh, on WWE where I was taking on two local competitors uh, early on in my WWE tenure. And uh, I remember just he was he was a great guy then, and I've wrestled him multiple times uh, since on the independence, and he's been a fantastic human being to deal with uh, in all encounters that I've had. He is Dylan Bostic, and uh, we got a chance to to sit down and have a nice little conversation here that I think you guys are going to enjoy. We talk about he has a child on the way, everything with the coronavirus, uh, and what's going on where he is at in Indianapolis. Right now we talk about WWE, AEW, uh, possibly a little something, something maybe with him uh, challenging The Rock that I brought up. I don't know. Throwing some ideas out there to get some more buzz. Uh, we talk about social media. We uh, briefly we talk about the unfortunate uh, passing of Shad Gaspard. There, um, just wrestling a little bit of Rip Rogers talk. He uh, he comes from OVW Ohio Valley Wrestling and, and having a lot of experience with Rip, whom I'm a, I'm a big big fan of. With that, um, I think this is a, this is a fun one. Having the independent wrestlers on are always uh, they always do really well, and I think it's because the independent wrestlers they're following listen to the interviews they do. And uh, that's where we always see nice little spikes in the numbers when we do that. So, and I expect nothing different from Mr. Ratings himself, ladies and gentlemen, Dylan Bostic. What's up, man? What's going on? Not much, man. I was trying to set it up on my new computer so I didn't have to use headphones, but it's not working out too well. Headphones are usually pretty good for the sound uh, for the show. Yeah. With the uh, for whatever reason, how it records or comes okay. through with the editor, they've always told me that. They go, make sure the people have headphones. Like, I'm not like, just. <laughs> yeah, I got a like really nice new uh, computer. So I figured it might be better. But and I didn't know how these headphones work. Yeah. They're old, but I guess they're doing fine. If you can hear me, I'll take whatever I can get. We got you on. We can see <laughs> you. So it works. Where are you at? Are you in Indi- uh, Louisville? No, I'm back in Indianapolis. Uh, do you go? But you do you wrestle? You wrestle for OVW, right? Nah, no, they, no. Yeah, I've talked to them, but I, I haven't went down. I haven't went back yet. You were there though, right? Yeah, for five years. Yeah, back yeah. In the that's day. Okay. I haven't. I haven't been there in a long time. I mean, I go down with Rip sometimes, but I haven't been on a show for OVW in a long time. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know that then. Yeah, that's because I think because uh, Al Al Snow runs it now, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Alan and an investor. I'm not sure what his name was. I, I can't remember, but there's uh, two guys. It's Al running things, and then there's like an investor there. And then Danny Davis is out, right? He's no Yeah, he's, com- he's completely gone. I think he moved to Florida, actually. Really? I think he sold his house and actually moved to Florida, yeah. 
Wow. Good for him, man. He was always great with me. I always, I yeah. always liked Danny. I didn't know him well, though. I don't, but I, I he was always really, really kind. Yeah. He, uh, I was close with him. He'd chew my ass out all the time, but, uh, uh, I was at his wedding party. So, I mean, I guess he loved me. <laughs> you know, yeah. Everyone has, he was always, I, I just never, I was a loner with everything. I just came in and just did my job and that was it. I never really formed, uh, deep relationships with like the trainers. I never, yeah. I never, ever like even like build a Mott who I knew better than probably any of them. Like even him, like I just, I don't know. It's weird to me, my whole thing with that. But the, yeah, uh, the, I think the was the I want to let them know though, you, you, Dylan Bostic, and I do the intro before the, uh, for you were with me with the two on one handicap match back in 2012. I think it was June of 2012, if I'm yes, not mistaken. It was. Were you yep. Brendan Burke or the other guy? I was Brendan Burke, <laughs> 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 which actually is ironic because I ended up becoming friends with a wrestler. Um, like a few years later and his real name was Brendan Burke. Really? So it was like so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it always fascinated me. The names they would choose for the, the local competitors. It was always something so random. So I actually talked um, just a few years ago, actually. Um, this guy came up to me and was like, hey, I was actually the writer at WWE and I wrote your your segment. And he's like, that was one of my favorite segments because the names that I gave you guys were my college roommates' names. So that's how the guy came up with the names. It was his roommates' names uh, in college. Who was the writer? Do you remember? Uh, I, I can't. There the was name. always different people. Yeah, yeah. Those. I forget the name. I know, if he walked up to me, I would remember him because I've seen him several times. Such just compelling then. verbiage they gave you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. <laughs> so awful. <laughs> the rap was so bad. Uh, that's so what terrible. made it so good that you guys weren't supposed to be good. You it was supposed to be horrible <laughs> yeah. so that I could come out and, and quote unquote kill you guys and then people would cheer me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah if you so guys bad. were like really good and I interrupt it, that would have made me look like a real <laughs> yeah, jackass. Yeah. Which you guys should have. You should have just been like Yeah, guys, we should have just freestyled it and just done it way better. <laughs> they always chose the guy like for those raps too that I it was like make sure the guys can't rap it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember I walked up to him and was like, I'll do this, but I'm not going to be good. This is going to be bad. Yeah. And they're like, Oh no, no, that's fine. I'm like, all right, good. Cause I can't rap. Like this will be horrible. <laughs> oh, man. I actually watched the match back. Cause I, there's, I would watch them back as they, those happened to like, try to get a, different ideas with it and do those things and make, always make them different. Like not, I didn't want to do yeah. the same moves all the time with the, cause it, otherwise it'd get really, yeah repetitive on that and try to find different ways to have like car crashes with that i remember though you took the getting out of the ring the boot to the chest deal on the mats though yeah was, yeah how was that all right oh dude that was the, my favorite part of the match because no one would expect a, a jobber to get out of the ring and take a bump on the floor you know yeah. so and then when we did that i just remember the crowd just went nuts for that that was awesome I remember too during that that the the shenanigans started because there were people they're already starting all, all the noises piped in with all the matches for him and I'm just thinking like, <laughs> you fucking no idiots like this is the real like God yeah you know, they're putting in fake cheers and fake feed me more I'm just like <laughs> no definitely ne not <laughs> can never and that was really early on with that but you can never please I was just like that was the beginning of never pleasing anyone you yeah. just uh, or that portion is just like whatever. But that's how I know you for the people listening. And then we've also wrestled on – you've wrestled me, I think, more than anyone 
on the Northeast <laughs> Wrestling uh, when I was doing the independent shows and whatnot. So, yeah, actually, Michael, um, it's funny. Uh, I think it was like last week or the week before Michael sent me um, our other matches. So I actually just watched them back like oh, really? a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. In the, so. the roles have been reversed because I remember there was one match where we did where you threw the chair and hit me when I was in the in the ropes. Yeah, where yeah. You, you quote unquote hurt me. Yeah, and, I uh, hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got so much heat on the internet for that. Like it was, it's funny because everybody says, "Oh, kayfabe's dead," but everybody was talking about it. It was on all the dirt sheets that I hurt you and you were mad at me. And I was like, I didn't what? even know that. That was. I didn't. By the way, never oh, yeah. felt a thing. Like it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Uh, they. Yeah. We hate each other for real, and you hate me, and you're you're not wrestling because I hurt you. It was a whole thing, and actually, I ended up, I ended up uh, using that for my advantage, and I started doing that on all the shows, and I, sure, I yeah. tweeted it, and I tweeted it uh, another clip and put hashtag thug life. And it went on the dirt sheets again. And they're like, oh, now he's making fun of it. It was so good. (laughs) I just stay away. Like I've, uh, it's crazy. Like me and me and Dolph Ziggler, I can't, we talked about, I get along with him really well. We talk quite often and whatnot, but we always like have a running joke where we'll, we'll screw around on on social media and it'll be yeah yeah i'll just open it up one day and see that he lights me up on something and it's yeah like, yeah and, i see it all the time and we get we text it it's like and then we we just pop each other to see but it was yeah. always a <laughs> creating a feud that's not gonna pay off because i'm not there yeah. and uh but like they it, god they just did something again it was where they publicize it like it's like a real thing. I'm like a real thing. Yeah. I could come out and say all day long, but they don't, no one listens. And it's just like, okay, whatever you guys want to put out. So IWC had me do that to Britt Baker, um, in the super indie tournament. And I was like, all right, that's the one thing I'm going to do to her. That's going to be questionable. So I'm like, that's fine. Just one thing. So I did it. And it, and then like, I think uh, a couple of weeks later, she got a concussion on an indie show and then everybody was blaming me course blaming me i gave her the concussion i'm like dude i barely touched her she's fine (laughs) but But kayfabe's dead yeah yeah no the the era of social media and everything it's which by the way i have to say you have a hell of a following for yourself on twitter for 300 something thousand yeah but if you ask like sean sap or whatever his name is i bought them all you know because i'm just made of money so that would but, be yeah. really expensive i mean yeah I and like... i don't think that bots can view your your media yeah so i don't, I don't think i don't know <laughs> especially if you yeah man that's uh that guy i i think i've i've, I've heard of I've, i know that name is familiar on there i'm like in the process of uh unfollowing a bunch of people because i at one point when i left wwe I've never bought one follower. My whole following yeah. from when I was there. But oh, I, actually, I remember when he was shitting on me. Your name was brought up too. See how many people Ryback lost. I'm like, dude, he was just in WWE for years. Why would he have bought followers? I've never bought. Never. <laughs> like, wouldn't, I wouldn't like, even. I would never. And <laughs> but I had one of those automated systems that were following people that were yeah, doing yeah. that, and like, and it was like fifteen dollars a month. And then yeah. I stopped that because it was following all these fucked up people that I didn't want to be following. And yeah. I, so like, I'm literally yeah. going in there every day and I just do a little bit every day to chip away. Cause I was yeah. trying, but the, uh, my engagement tanked 
after I left too, and I didn't do myself any favors on Twitter because I was just promoting because I didn't give a shit about Twitter. So right. I would have a little buffer app that would just put all promotion stuff out all day. Yeah. So yeah. like I would have fucking muted me or unfollowed me too if I didn't want to see that stuff on that. And that yeah. really hurt me. But then too, when WWE wanted me to hand over the social media when I left and like the legal stuff happened, as soon as I didn't turn that over, all my social media got really weird, like right away. Mm -hmm on my engagement yeah. wise. And and I have my theories on it and it, it's fucked up, but I've wrote yeah. it all out. But yeah, that's, I, they were always, uh, I wouldn't even like know how to do that on things. And it, it's. Yeah. So my system was, uh, was a system just like you're talking about, but it would literally target wrestling fans. Yeah. So it would literally just follow wrestling fans. So anybody that was, just started following WWE or was liking their tweets or retweeting people engaging with their stuff. It would just automatically start going through there and following them. And that, I mean, it helped me out a lot. I mean, everywhere I go, people are like, Oh, I've been following you on Twitter for years. You know what I mean? It usually, they end up buying some merch or whatever. So yeah. it has benefited me. So I don't really care has, what people has, say. <laughs> no, you don't, you can't because people are going to talk about what they're especially, yeah. man, those, and that guy, Lissap, whatever is like, those guys are all miserable. They honestly, <laughs> my thing is if you're reporting wrestling, you know, even if you're a nice person, if you're reporting wrestling, <laughs> I don't know. Like I'm a little questionable on it. Like just as you as a human being in general, like yeah, yeah. of all the things to do. And I love it. And that's coming from a guy that's watched it since he was a kid, but Yeah, exactly. Same. It's uh have you noticed Twitter slowing down though lately? Oh like, dude, the the Twitter is dead. It so is, right? dead. So I have you got a TikTok yet? Oh yeah. I, that's been booming for me. That's been one thing where they push dude. my content out. So my girlfriend was like, hey, you need to get on TikTok and da-da-da-da-da and this and that for, for months. And I was like, no, I don't need another social media thing for me to get heat on. I'm fine. Yeah. So anyway, I created one finally. I posted two videos and one was just me playing with a dog. I didn't get on there for a week, week and a half. I got on there. I had like 100,000 notifications and it was this – that dog video has like almost 500,000 views wow. and 20-some thousand likes and all these – I was like, what? So now I'm, I'm more on TikTok and I, I actually enjoy following TikTok because it's you know you, little unique videos and yeah. funny videos. And when I get on Twitter, I just see shit that just makes me mad and I'm just like, ugh. I don't even want to be on Twitter anymore. I think TikTok's going to evolve and become the new Instagram over time where I think yeah, the, I, I agree. think some of the rules are going to change on it. And I yeah. think it's going to cuz now it's like a lot of people dancing and doing but you could really like yeah. I use it just to put out mostly my do I call it food for thought where I put out a message of positivity on there. I try to yeah. do one a day or every other day just to make it unique for that platform or I also like I got videos on there with millions of views of just like in the hot tub flexing saying feed me more and that yeah if i put that so on any strange. other platform won't get Dead. promoted did you see my tweet the other day i put up the video that went viral on tiktok i said this went viral on TikTok. Guarantee it won't on Twitter because yeah. Twitter's dead. Yep. I literally posted that because it is, dude. It's like TikTok really like pushes, you know, nice stuff that people enjoy. I I love TikTok. It's awesome. It's uh, it's so disappointing because too like Instagram, like business wise, like the engagement on there. Even though my followers, I'm about to now. I just hit 1.3 a couple months ago, and I'm getting close to hitting 1.4. My engagement, though, is so low on there, especially yeah. 
because when I pulled all my advertising money and I go through another company now, which I still promote on Facebook and Instagram, but it's not directly on my coming from my account, even yeah. though they promote my accounts. They anything I do with my podcast or my supplement line, they do not push out. I mean, it, I'll be lucky to get a thousand views if I put anything with my supplements. Like, yeah. it's really and then, but if I do anything else. It will get okay. They'll get do some will do okay, but it's nowhere near. And I've talked to their managers at Facebook, and they literally they've told me, "No, your account is your account is suppressed." They go one for supplements because they have something against supplements, but they don't do it to all the supplement things. But there's something else going on, and it all really started again with the WWE stuff. And yep. I and I don't like I can't. How am I going to fight it? I can't do anything about it. All I can do is yeah. put my stuff out and then go to like TikTok. You want to push my stuff out? All right, I need to start figuring out how to do more on TikTok then because, and then I yep. found it. I'm not going to mention the other account because I don't want it. There's another platform that is responsible for like 60% of my traffic on feedmemore.com. That so I have, and I hired someone to help me with that. And we're promoted pushing on that now because they're yep. not limiting me on it. And it's like, so it's just finding what's working and then yeah. still using all of them. But it's crazy. I noticed Twitter though, just. Twitter is the worst. So I've paid for Instagram advertisements and they were, they were fine. They were great. Um, I paid for Twitter advertisement on my pin tweet. It's like a little highlight reel thing. I had my friend put together with my theme song telling people to download the song on iTunes and stuff. But anyway, I spent, I think $50 or a hundred dollars on an advertisement for that. I gained, I think 5,000 media views, like 5,000 people watched the video. Yeah. But naturally, I have seven hundred and some thousand views. So why would I spend a hundred bucks when I could get way more? Yeah. Like just pinning it up there. I don't. It's so weird. Yeah, it's Twitter's all, it all good. changed with that whole platform as soon as Facebook bought out Instagram and they made it all about profit, and and then they started taking away like your actual followers, like of promoting your stuff to your followers. Like my thing yeah. is, if you got if one point three million people follow me. They should all have access to see my post if they, they're choosing yeah. to follow me. Not them, oh, no, our algorithm is going to take 1% of 10% and show that what – because that's what we think yeah. it should see. That to me is – So my Twitter jumps. So like I'll, I'll have a streak of a month where all my tweets will get 100,000, 300,000 views. But then I'll have a week or a month even of where it's like 5,000 to 10,000 views. Yeah. It's like, dude, that's like way over the – I could understand like a little bit of a difference, but that's an insane amount of difference. You know, too, and I think with everything and it's – because I think this is a good conversation is with – and I've learned for me to not even let it bother me anymore and to evolve past it. But the the negativity on social media, and then like the is it Hana Kimura, the 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 girl that yeah. just so yeah. tragic with this yep. in in supposed suicide with like, but the harassment that exists on social media, I think a lot of people are just sick of it in yep. general, and because it, it's a very real thing, and it, it, oh. but everyone gets it, and the, and the more famous yeah. you get, the the more. It, the more people that love you and the, when yep. that comes, the more people that truly hate you Yep, because they hate yeah, themselves. I get, I get it a lot. Is that something you've experienced on there as well? Oh, dude. It, I mean, it's really, really bad for me. Like, And I feel like it's a majority of hate 
for me on Twitter than really? it is positivity. Oh yeah. Cause like, I, I just always stay in character. I always portray my gimmick. Like I know I don't break character on, on Twitter. Like I'm always this full on heel and I, and I know I'm asking for it, but I'm dude, it's like insane. The shit I see on Twitter and like how many people I've blocked. It's bad. How many, see, at one, how many so, people have you blocked? Do you think on there? I think the last time I checked, I had 400 and some people blocked. Okay. Which, I mean, I could block way more. I only block people when they really, like, cross a line. Yeah. Like, say shit like, go kill yourself. Or, hey, no one likes you. You should just die. Like, stuff like that. Yeah. That's when you get blocked. I can deal with, like, the negativity and stuff. But when they say stuff like that, that's when I'm like, all right, you're blocked. Yeah. Like. I'm done with that. <laughs> it's really, it really creates an environment for people that this is all new territory for everybody. Because like in real life, you pick essentially for the most part. There's always times, we, but you control your environment. But essentially, yeah. you're not you don't go hang around a group of people that just talk shit to you. Because one, people don't do that in real life the majority of the time. Right? Because they don't have the courage to do it because there's repercussions <laughs> yeah. or there's going to be yeah. a, an altercation with that. Where social media, there's not that. There's, there's, they have this built-in protection of sitting behind their phone or a computer screen, and, and it's just, I always look at it. I was like, okay, there's seven billion brains in this world plus, and that's rapidly growing. Am I going to be able to control what's going through seven billion plus brains, or can I control what's going through my one brain, and then right. learn how to never, the good doesn't matter, the bad doesn't matter, know who I am, what I am, be secure with myself, and then that way. And again, though. Block people that aren't that I block people that have poor mindsets. That's what I tell. Yeah. Like that, I don't block anyone <laughs> for having an opinion. I don't get like everyone. I, I block people for having poor mindsets or what I view as poor mindsets of spreading hate and negativity. And not, and I was just like, if I bother you so much, well, I'll make it easy for you and you can move on and yeah. continue to be blocked by, <laughs> by everyone else. So. <laughs> when you stay in uh, character though, like that, that is like, I love that. I was just talking about that with a, Raj Geary on our shooting blanks wrestling report show about how like like I like guys like MJF and Baron Corbin who stir the pot because it adds yeah. to their character with yeah. that. And I think that's yeah. great practice to do that, to be able to do that and be able to sustain that and handle that, which means you're secure with yourself with that doing that. But I think that that allows you to actually get real heat in a, in a day and age where like kayfabe is, is pretty much oh, yeah. that. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I get real heat everywhere. And, and it's funny, like people don't realize, all right, well, all of your social media, if it's public, that's your brand. So like, why yeah. are you telling people on your social media? Hey, my real name is this. I play a fake character on TV. Why is that on your Twitter page? And you're like a top star in WWE. Yeah, like that. Ain't, like you're killing your brand. You know, like it should always be your brand. Uh, yeah, I came with this because I used to do that. No matter what I was playing on, like WWE, and I would alter. Like when I went into when I turned heel, I started firing back at people on social media and having fun yeah. with it. And I thought that was what when my everything was at its highest social media wise for me. Yeah. But what I found though is as I moved on and actually have my like feed me more nutrition and having a podcast and different things that it's a really fine line. Cause I remember and I, I was at a point where I was firing back. This was a few years ago. 
and I was doing entertaining tweets because it would I, I feel right. like I, there's a comedian in me, which I put on my Ryback TV, that part of me. So I enjoy <laughs> laughing. So like I get yeah, great enjoyment same. popping myself and like coming up with little witty <laughs> responses. But then I got to the point where I go, it's really hard for people to distinguish. And like I wasn't wrestling at the time and I'm not wrestling now like that in my supplement line. And I right. was like, so then and then I I was I felt evolved mindset wise back then and even more so now, but where I just changed my approach of responding with love to people to put out a good message on that. <laughs> those, those honestly crack me up the most because I read them in a sarcastic voice. <laughs> like all those kill me. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. I was, that to me was the best solution. And it also helped me to where it doesn't bother me. Cause sometimes there'll be some really hateful stuff and I feel bad. Yeah. like, man, these people hate, like all have this hate that's fake and made up. And I was like, but they want to, they, they're going to believe what they want to believe. And, but yeah. I, I go, I feel like it puts out a, a good message on that it represents my brand well and then i got my like youtube where i can like do my funny stuff where people you know what i mean so i, was, yeah, like, I got yeah. enough outlets but like twitter's <laughs> the one thing where it's really hard sometimes to distinguish wittiness or someone being hu- adding humor in there or like is yeah. it real and which is great also <laughs> right <laughs> but it, it could where i was like i just started looking past because wrestling on that i go now i'm like shit go back to wrestling like i just want to be a baby face because like i don't ever want to like because they'll hurt my brand with my business <laughs> i have a lot of wrestler fan wrestling fans that purchase the supplements i feel like they can't yeah. sometimes distinguish and not all of them but it, it's there's people that hate me from doing the oh. bowling stuff to this day and i go man what a horrible <laughs> like i'm sorry i guess i'm a good actor i don't know <laughs> oh that's awesome so for the people listening, how badly did I hurt you on the two-on-one match? Because it's dude, I, I mean, I had to. How go many to a years therapist. did I take off your career? <clears throat> At least five or six, but I had to go to a therapist, <laughs> uh, physical therapist, and like mental therapist. I mean, it scarred me. It probably ended my career. That's why WWE just won't have me back. They'd rather sign gymnastic kids and stuff. And you're not the hurt, smartest. But... You agreed to work with me multiple times at the independent promotion years well, later. Well, you know, I just thought, I just thought, man, if I just get that one little lucky shot, maybe I'll end him. And hey, that chair shot technically ended you, I guess. So that was one of my last, read... mat- close to one of my last yeah. matches. If you, if you read the internet, it says that I hit you with the chair unsafely and hurt you. So oh, <laughs> I guess I got my receipt in. Didn't the deck tell you to throw that at me? Or we had to have, or no, I don't no, know. I don't know. I don't, but I was like, I legit don't like feel, I got I'm my hand sure up. It was your call. I literally got my hand up well, where it hit me in my it, hand. If you watch it in slow motion, it hits your hand in the top rope. Yeah. It like hits the top rope. It doesn't even hit you Wh- Which by the way, again, is called, which when it makes it look like it hits your head, again, is called being good at your job. And like, but it's like, but it's, yeah. let's just shit all over. Cause whoever we can shit. But on. I'm unprofessional. I think yeah. that's what it said in the, in the thing. I was unprofessional. And I was like, oh, yeah, I am unprofessional. God, it's so... <laughs> and I just started putting up a collage of me doing that and hashtag thug life. Just run with it. Man, those <laughs> were a lot of fun wrestling on those. And I was so hurt yeah. still with all that. Man. They were good. I watched them back. They were all really good. And they were basic. But it was like yeah. the... It was... Uh, I just remember shit going through all those because it, it was slowing down when we did those final two i think i'd already had slowed yeah. down on because i'd already had the stem cells but i just had i've had 15 now procedures and i got yeah. one more here and then like two more coming up but it was uh you were always so fun to work with we laughed before and after just remember it was always i remember uh because i got that really bad concussion um right before we worked 
And uh, Michael kept hitting me up and was like, hey, are you going to be good to go for the Niles, Ohio show? I'm trying. I want to release your match graphic. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right. I'll be good to work. Whatever. It'll be easy, I'm sure. And he says, okay. And then puts up me and you. And I go, well, shit, now I want to work hard. I want to have a good match. I'm like, (laughs) damn it. (laughs) So that was my first match back after like a three-month layoff from that concussion. So Wow. I would never have known it either. That was Yeah, uh, it was fun. We're going to have to – there will be a point. I got to see. I'm actually getting a wrestling ring for my house. uh, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm uh, just to piss people off and, and like just to really that when I come back it, it's just just really piss a lot of people off. The uh, but it's uh, I've always wanted one and I was like I measured it out and I contacted high spots and I was gonna get a twenty by twenty but I, it will be super tight with the one yeah. space that I have so I'm got to do eighteen by eighteen which I don't care the size as long That's as it's, fine, yeah. yeah to be able to work on some stuff and then uh, I can. Because with everything with my dog, I'm stuck. I've been like, I've had to learn to do everything. And my business has ran out of Illinois now with fulfillment. But like my jujitsu and my boxing, I'm just going to have all my, I'm going to have trainers and wrestlers just showing up and schedule things for here. And I go, that ring is going to be so valuable to be able to get back in shape. And yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. And then I could record some of the stuff too. I was like, then joking, Ryback, Ryback, what was it? Ryback Yard Wrestling Federation. That's awesome. <laughs> it just have strip, strippers and uh, midgets in the seats. Dude, just watching. that'll probably get more ratings than wrestling on TV right now. I, did you see any of the stuff I did with Pat McAfee? No. So we did a show called Office Championship Wrestling in his office studio. And I don't know what happened with that, if it was like WWE that told him to stop doing it or whatever, but probably. Um, but probably. And because I asked him beforehand, I'm like, are you sure about this? Like, I don't I don't know. Uh, we'll see what happens. But anyway, um, it was just the most ridiculous shit ever. The gimmicks were just so funny. I'll have to send you one of them. But um, yeah, please. it was just it was just it was just so bad, but good. You know, what I mean, it was just like just ridiculous stuff. Um, but I think our first episode did like 600 K overall viewers. Yeah. So, I mean, like AEW is not even getting that on TV right now, or they're lucky to get that on TV. But yeah, it was, it was wild. I joked that when, when all this stuff not about the virus, but like independent wrestlers with everything being out of work, then I I don't know where, on what show of, of us, if it was my wrestling thing or this, where the, the wrestlers should just show up and wrestle each other on be- like bedroom wrestling or something like yeah <laughs> and they just put stuff up and see what works and because oh. like, wrestling though with no i was going to ask you that what your thoughts were watching these shows with with no fans because for me Horrible. i'm very can't do it can't do it, it i'm very energy based it. and if there's no energy yeah. there it just it's like reminds yeah. me of practice matches now i'll say this like you know, I respect them for going Absolutely, out there and yes, really so. trying because that is such an awkward, awkward feeling. It's not the talent's and fault. It's, it's, no, yeah, yeah. no, it is. It really isn't. It just it's awkward. It's it's an awful feeling. And, you know, all the guys that try out for WWE, we have to do that before the shows. And it sucks, dude. It's it's weird. I you used know, to feel for really guys trying out feeling. WWE on TV where they would have to do practice matches with all the superstars around the ring. Watching, yeah. And me and Dolph would always go get a coffee. That was like our favorite thing ever. Because we knew, (laughs) because we had to like, when you get called up early, like they put, I had to do it multiple times with people when I was younger. And then the the arenas all the time. And so like, it's nice being on the other end of that, of not having to be in there for that. Yeah. Also, not making fun of the guys, just watching truly. But it's a tough thing. It's a tough thing. And honestly, I can't watch wrestling. 
I mean, it just with it being like that, it's, it, it honestly makes me feel uncomfortable because I've had to do that so much. So I'm like, I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> I, I'm just, the same. Like, I truly feel for like, the, especially like I, I think AEW is doing a better job having some people with the wrestlers in the crowd. So yeah. yeah, that's the one I'll wa- I watch more of of anything now. Anyways, yeah, for sure. And I feel like they're trying at least some stuff to keep things going, and like yeah. at least trying to to get some sort of energy in the arena. Yeah. Whereas WWE is kind of just stuck to the way they've done things, and it is what it is. But it, it's for the guys like WrestleMania. Like I feel like Edge coming back. I'm go fuck. Like you couldn't if they said to me and I talked about it. I go shit like. If they and I've been gone now four years, and I like in my head, I know what I want to come back to. If they right. are, like, we want you to come back right now, we're gonna right give now, you five to ten no. million dollars. I'm just like, I, I don't think yeah. I could do it. <laughs> yeah, it would kill everything. It wouldn't be honestly, it, it, it yeah. would be like the worst thing ever. Like, to and, me. and if you watch wrestling in like right now with no audience, and you see something, you're like, oh my god, that is so bad and awkward and just awful, you wouldn't have noticed it if there was a crowd with energy. Yeah, you wouldn't have noticed how awkward and bad it was. Yeah, it's like it's, it really just kills it. It's just it's rough. Everything's under a magnifying glass, and it's quieter. Yeah. And the, that's why, at least, like with AEW putting some people out there, it, it it doesn't cover it by any means, but it gives them someone to play off of at least a little bit. Yeah. Whereas when there's no audience there, and then wrestlers, and again, a lot of guys, like to me, it's like you got to alter it up a little bit. If there's not an audience, right. don't do things as if. But in practice matches, you're taught to do things like an audience is there. Right. But it doesn't – so you have that in your head, and I know what they're doing. Yeah. Because you're playing to the TV audience, but it's not the same, and it comes off really weird on a TV from a TV thing to me. Yeah. Where I was like, there has right, to be – Right now would be a good time if they had real good grapplers that could, like, break people's limbs. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, work a limb and, like, yeah. work like that. But obviously, every week for three hours – People aren't even going to watch that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just not going to be – it's just not going to work. No. Well, the whole point of, of wrestling, too, is, is with the audience is the entertainment and yeah. the energy. And it, yep. it's in the – everything without that is just – it's not the same. And I think it, – and again, it's not It's not none of the wrestlers' fault. And again, the promotions even. I mean, no. what do they do? I understand. I didn't agree with everything to, yeah. running shows until we had some information with all of this. Now that we have some facts and numbers with everything going on, I'm okay with them. Like, because it's – Clearly, there's some other stuff going on, and they, they're taking the precautions now. AEW, too, I know it's testing. I don't know if WWE is doing coronavirus testing yet, but the and I'm sure they have to some, but it's just like you got to get back to some sense of normal at some point. But it's just a horrible time. Like, I can't watch, I'll put it on and watch like a match or something, and I'm just like, oh, and like even the announcers, everything. It's just yeah. nothing is. Yeah, and I, I watched the first episode of WWE just to see. Yeah. I wanted to see what it was. I just wanted to see it, and I think I watched maybe five, ten minutes of it, and I haven't turned on wrestling since. Yeah. Like, I just can't. I, I feel bad for the people, you know? Like, ugh. You know, like, Double or Nothing is is actually tonight while we're recording, and I like I, I really want to get it and watch it. I would like to, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I don't think I am because there's no audience, and I'm just like, I know, because I don't watch the whole TV product. I can talk right. hard, whereas if there's an audience there, I can sit and watch because I I like yeah. to see that what's going to get a reaction, what's yep, going to work, yep, what's 100%, not going to. Yep. You don't get that feedback, so you really don't know. Even though you might think something's good, you're not really getting any other. There's no meter to gauge yeah. it with it, yep. and, and it's just so. It'll I, be a breath uh, breath of fresh air once we have audiences back. 
That's... Yeah, I'm curious to see too if the ratings bounce back and come up. Because everything that's that's of... the thing I don't get. Like, is it because people hate the show? But is that why the ratings are going down? I don't really understand it because everybody's sitting at home with nothing to do. Like, you're not watching wrestling. Like, I, I don't really understand that. I don't know if it's because the show's bad. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand that. I've been trying to figure that out too. That you have more people at home than ever now. That the yeah. numbers at least would have stayed, or, or like I would have thought they would have gone up a little bit at least. Yeah, yeah. If not, but it, it seems like overall everything has gone down, and I think it's everyone's just waiting for you know. It'll be interesting to see when an audience is back if those numbers. Like I think initially they're probably going to spike up a little bit, and then yeah. I'd be curious to see if they go back down to this because it's been a trend of like, dude, these numbers are so bad right now. Oh. It's bad to think about like years ago. And I was talking about that with, with Raj Geary. Like I go, what did impact used to do? And he, I go, well, they were like in the mid ones. And he goes, they popped over to a couple times on the ratings. And that yeah. was like horrible for the time. Just years ago. Yeah. Now that's like the norm. That's the best yeah, ratings two. on TV Two, like, and, it, and I go there. What, where did everybody go from? Like, cause I yeah. mean, this stuff was just four five, six million people. Not that long ago. And other yeah. shows and sports are as high as ever. Yeah. And the population it's, it's, is more than ever. There's more people yeah. on the planet than during the Monday Night Wars. Yep. So my thing is, and I know we have more options, but it's it's a weird thing, man. And I think, too, I get caught up in the wrestling bubble sometimes, and you think it's like everybody knows about wrestling. Even when wrestling was super popular, it's really a small audience. Yeah. And, I mean, my girlfriend now, uh, she had never even seen wrestling until she dated me and that was her first time ever watching wrestling. Really? Like she never even seen it on TV or anything. She didn't even know anything about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I was so surprised. Like we were sitting, uh, having dinner with Lawler one night after one of those Northeast shows. And, uh, one of the last ones I did. And, uh, she like kept saying, like asking him questions about his business and like money. And I'm like, I think he has enough money. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, he has enough money. She just doesn't know anything about wrestling yeah. at all, you know, but to me, I'm like, you don't know who he is. Like, you know, so it amazes it's weird. Me. He's still able, man, he's still working. He's, Dude, we had a 30 minute match. That's I, I love Jerry <laughs> too, for the fact my favorite thing about Jerry is and like everyone will go out there and do the gymnastic spots, which I have nothing against gymnastic stuff and, and peppering yeah. some stuff in. Yeah, right, but when it's different starts, flavors of ice cream, yep. yeah, when it and everyone has different styles, and mm -hmm. as long as it can look believable and you can put it in, I think if you put it in the right spots, I think that's the key. It's not trying to show yep. everyone 50 different flips every night, but 100%. Jerry can go out there and not do any of that and get as loud of, if not louder, reactions than anyone doing the oh, most yeah. basic of basic things. Yep, and that man still likes the bump. Yep. And still likes to work. Yeah. And I, I remember my favorite tweet after our uh, my last match with Jerry, I think was last year in uh, Pittsburgh. Somebody said, I just watched Dylan Bostic and Jerry Lawler wrestle for 30 minutes in 2019. Yes, that just happened or 2018, whichever year it was. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, that's fucking insane, dude. <laughs> like, this man is old and he's still hanging. I one of my, my <laughs> this might have been my last. This was my last wrestling match was Northeast Wrestling at. um Six Flags in Jersey or somewhere up there. It was me and Lawler versus uh, Robbie Robbie E and um, Cam. 
Yeah. Cam, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw something of that. And I was day. all fucked up still. Like, that was uh, everything. But it was so good to see Jerry. And I was so happy we got – I've never got to do anything with him before outside of him doing announcing it on TV yeah. for matches and to do a tag match with him. And I remember – I barely had to do any. It might have been the easiest money I've ever made in wrestling. Like it really didn't do hardly anything, and it yeah. was it was a really short main event match. But crowd was on fire. We didn't even have to touch for the longest time because the crowd just yeah. kept chanting with everything. And I was just like, just watching Jerry, and just he just but he goes out there and he works, but he he does the basics so good. And he, I was like, yeah. man, it's such a lesson to be learned from that for people. I feel like, and yeah. he's still working, whereas. The majority of people wrestle for, you know, a few years and then they're done. Yeah. I don't know how many guys like um, back when I first started, like how many guys I saw come in and I thought, holy shit, that dude's going to be awesome. Like he can do all this stuff after a year career ending injury. I don't know how many guys I saw come in and go in a, in a year, two years, three years and they're just done like all around. Like that's how, how long they wrestled and they were done. Well, for every guy, I mean, you see on TV that makes it, that wrestles, one, they adjust their style a little bit if they go to WWE because they, they re- realize pretty quickly they can't do that all the time. because they, yeah. they, get, they But they still do it, but it, it, it takes its toll on you. But there's so many people on the independents that they they burn out or they just, like you said, an injury, a career-ending injury, and they're gone, and nobody ever heard, hears of them or knows about yeah. it. And it, it's just such a... It's, it, there's nothing like it in the world, and I talk about it like with promoters and things. It like and even the wrestling schedule, like it, it's, it's yeah. All promoters take advantage of people, and every and it's that's up to you to learn yeah. about business. And, and I learned that yep. the hard way. That the only way to combat it is to create your own business and create wealth, in my opinion, or, or get wealth. Go do what, what Brock did and get wealth and credibility somewhere else, and come back and use that power against them. Is in, or build your name up outside of it and have yeah. leverage. Like you have to do these other things. If you want to take advantage of the promoters, essentially, so they don't take advantage of you. But there's and there's just a plethora of people that want that opportunity. So it, it just creates these circumstances that aren't necessarily the best for human beings to with stuff with that. And it's so. So uh, the last time I was at AEW, they said something about, well, you need to do something um, to get some buzz going on the Internet so we can bring you in or something. And I'm like, OK. They're like, well, like Joey Janela, he got a job because he had a ton of buzz because he almost killed himself on the inter- on the indies. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I ain't doing that. Uh, this ain't going to last long if I do that. <laughs> so, I have an idea for I'm you, like, though, that's going to get you some buzz after this. But keep okay, going. Okay, perfect, perfect. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stir some shit up on Twitter. Just get everybody fired up and like, what is this man? Like, is this man insane? And like, I've had a lot of friends in WWE reach out to me. Hey dude, are you okay? Like, because I don't give a fuck and I'll say whatever I want because yeah. the Which squeaky wheel the gets the grease. Yeah. It isn't always the best, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You're a real human being that you're like, you're very, yeah. You're just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a real human being. And let's be honest. But, there's a lot of pussies, people that with how they, they can't handle people yes. being honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's what I'm doing. I'm going the route of stirring shit up and making people believe in my character. And like, I'm trying to go about it a different way. That way I can wrestle for, you know, 10, 15 more years rather than a year or two years, you know? So well, like character I have a term plan and it's not necessarily, yeah. and you could do moves, but it's yeah. not, you're not, people aren't invested in moves. They're invested in people and characters. 
Yeah. And like, I, I can do all kinds of flips. I can do standing back flips, standing front flips. I can do a shooting star press, 450. Yeah. I can do that shit, but I don't want to. I've went and learned I know flips, I and I really feel like I go, I don't think I, this is going to. Can you just imagine Stone Cold Steve Austin stomping a mud hole in someone in the fucking corner? And then he does like this back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does like yeah. the Neville back into <laughs> the other corner. It fucking maybe a little you'd roll. Like, it's something he does like, like this little weird little skip thing before he runs. And like, yeah, yeah. Like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, how I man. always just know. I go, <laughs> these guys were as over as over gets, and they could go. They could do any move they want to do. The Rock is as as, as athletic as anybody. Yeah, they, but they go out. They, but they look like they can kick your ass, and it, they have the intensity and the enthusiasm and the character. That to yeah. me is what draws the casuals and the hardcore people in. And being able to work with all different styles and yep, it's and the longevity though. That's the goal. Yeah. Longevity. Like, because <laughs> the, the amount you do this, it really, like, I went five like, years I, and burned myself out like, from doing moves I shouldn't have been doing and getting yep. drugs inside of me with the pain stuff that covered up. And it was all my fault and like getting a second chance. But, and I've learned, I go, it's the personality. And most wrestlers, too, their best years are that like late 30s into their 40s and even close to 50, the ones that yeah. really, because they learn how to work in the character. I, when I first got hurt, my first injury was a knee injury. Uh, I, I tore something, but like very partial and it was like a minor, I think it was like my MCL or yeah. something like that. It was like very minor, but I could barely walk when it happened. And I had four shows to do that week for OVW. And one of them was my hometown and it was a bot show. So I'm like, well, I can't back out. Like, and I was the OVW TV champ at the time. So I'm like, and we were working with impact wrestling. So I was like, I still wanted to get a job, you know? So I didn't want to, I didn't want to take time off. So I'm like, all right, I'll just work on it. And I was like, but I probably can't bump maybe one time because I don't know if I can get back up, yep. honestly. And if I get back up, it's not going to be a pretty, like, <laughs> it's going to be like a climb up. And luckily I'm a heel. So if I look stupid, it's okay. Um, but anyway, rip, I remember rip told me, he said, well, kid, you're going to learn how to work now. You're hurt. When you're injured, that's when you really learn how to work. And it, it, he was he was right. Like I, I learned how to work around things because I was injured. But um, great, yeah, lesson, man. I got to say, Rip hurt. Rogers is one of one of the great. I, I follow him on Twitter, and I didn't have a lot of experience around Rip. And I wish, I honestly wish, I did because I think a lot of the stuff that he teaches, even some of it, if it is outdated, it still can be applied in, in a more yeah, modern. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep. He's. Yep. I watched I don't him like with a guy. Do rip. I don't do Rip all the way through, even though I'm rips guy and like, yeah. he's like my dad. And like, I talk to him all the time. I'm not just, I don't do everything rip says, you know, like rip watching my stuff. He's like, and he'll say, ah, this was stupid, but I understand why you did it. Yeah. It's fine. Like yep. it's just, it is the way it is. Everyone's <laughs> going to take their own opinion on things and put their own touch on it. And, but I watched him with the other guy. He put ahead a thing. It popped up on my Twitter feed of him and a, 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 another student. Just, he was just putting heat on a guy. Um, the guy with curly hair? Yeah, I think when he yeah, eventually yeah, grabbed him by the awesome. dick. <laughs> yeah, Classic yeah, yeah, rip. The video. <laughs> the, uh, but the yeah. guy in like just screaming, I, I I stopped everything and I watched that entire thing because it was yep. so I was so captivated by it and it had my attention. Yep. And I just I yep. go and that's And just, that man can barely walk. Yeah. And, but it, and it looked so believable <laughs> as yes. well. And I'm yes. watching, I go, that's pro wrestling. That's the stuff missing. And not everyone has to do that every but elements of that 
Yeah, pepper that in, just like the moves, you know, like that's the stuff. Little, yeah, I don't want to see yeah. like dives and and all these things. I want to see stuff, and it's not sitting down in a hold and catching your breath and not doing anything. It's working from the mat and doing things. So, and it's just to kind of let everybody digest everything going on. Yeah, because when you just start doing flip after flip after flip, and we all this was always the approach in, in psychology wise that I came up with. And everything that they're allowing now on a mainstream scale was what they were against. And it, they weren't against because people did that stuff still, but it wasn't the whole, that wasn't all of it. They didn't erase everything else just to do that. Right. And that's what, like, I always thought, like, even like Ray Mysterio, even though he's done all the, but he's always put it in in the spots and knew how to work. Yes. And I think that's yeah. what makes him clearly at, more special than anyone. And that's the, why he's also been around and so the richest long. out of all of them because he, he <laughs> yeah, learned and still around, yeah. even though yeah. he's had a lot of injuries. And again, with that style, yeah. there's going to be injuries regardless, just from yeah. the impact. But he's altered it over the years too and found yep. things because he's smart and it's man. By my, my here's my idea for you though, because I just saw this. Um, I like you going for the for the top dog, I think. Just because I think The Rock has such a following with his Terramana tequila. I just saw some rapper, and I don't condone this necessarily because I've done this when I was younger and got really, really fucked up. I This rapper challenged The Rock with his Terramana tequila, and just this just came out earlier, and he chugged. I Maybe just, it wasn't a ton, but he chugged as much as he could, and he challenged The Rock to beat that. And then The Rock like posted it and says, you challenge accepted. <clears throat> Essentially, and I go, well, that's a very dangerous thing for people to because out on social media with, with young yeah, people. Yeah. Because I've actually, when I was younger at a party and I was already drunk, <laughs> Frank the Tank over here, but I didn't know how to fucking yeah. control myself, chugged an entire <laughs> bottle of, of fucking rum, of vanilla rum. Ooh, yeah. I oh, couldn't yeah, drink yeah. this stuff. If I smell vanilla rum to this day, I'll probably get goosebumps <laughs> and like. I, I chugged this en- entire fucking bottle in front of everybody. I within five minutes, I don't remember anything else. My friends realized how drunk I was. They put me in a car and they drove me to the strip and proceeded to wheel me around in a wheelchair for hours as and I puked all over the place multiple times. This was like one of the worst nights of my life. Woke up. That's amazing. They had to call their dad to get a truck to put me. They couldn't carry me. And I was I was already like 285 pounds. And this is like right out of high school. It's fucking huge. So my my friends couldn't. They, I was completely fucking just so sh- worst drunken outing of my life, and I learned it a very valuable lesson at a very young age never to do that. But anyways, <laughs> my thing is, I think with the Rock is you get in on this, and whatever the Rock does, you got to beat it, and you call out the Rock again. <laughs> oh my god! That'd because be if awesome. you can get posted on the Rock, because he posts this stuff on his Instagram. That's awesome. And you, and if you yeah. can play this heel character and the rock will be smart enough to realize that, I think you can get you some more traffic to, to your page. That'd be awesome. But I don't I'm know how you are with the alcohol. Oh, dude, I, I'm an, I'm an alcoholic, so I'll be good. <laughs> I'm a full blown alcoholic, bro. Don't worry. No problems over here. <laughs> I'm like, no, no problems here, brother. I'm drunk right now. There hasn't been a day in quarantine. I haven't been drunk. <laughs> I was drunk when we wrestled on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember during that too, by the way, the, um, I don't know if I did it with you guys. I'm curious. Cause I feel, like, I think I did it with everybody 
Because everyone during that period that was such a, a crucial time is I made sure to hang around the locals as much as possible. Like the yeah, yeah, it, you did. Did I do that with you guys? Too? Yeah, yeah. I, I would always like at least did. eat because I wanted to make sure everyone was comfortable. Because too, they were already putting things out that I was hurting people during that. Yeah, yeah. And no, I, remember, I know. I think you even said that, and I was like, oh, I don't read dirt sheets. Yeah. <laughs> But I was like, thinking, I was like, where's all this shit coming yeah. from? Like, I'm really hurting. Yeah. Fuck. And then it was like, there was a whole thing that main roster people didn't want to fucking wrestle me. Yeah. Not- no, I remember what, after our match, there was like several main roster people that came up to me. It was like, hey, did he, are you okay? Did he hurt you? And like, I'm like, no, he was fine. Like the power bomb too. Like you power bomb me. And I like, after I took the flat bump, I took a bump and I like folded up just to make it look extra nasty. Yeah. And they were like, dude, the power bomb. I'm like, what? The power bomb was fine. Like, I literally just sold it that way. He, he, it was perfectly You know what a lot fine. of people do? So. By the way, on power bombs, and I've done harder ones at different times, and depending on what the, as long as you drop the person flat, and I've taken them and they suck. Like, I've, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I got power bombed by the shield, I just go, fuck. Like, that was, because, and I hadn't, I didn't tuck good on it, and it was my fault yeah, yeah. on it. But one of the illusions I'd learned early when you powerbomb guys is as you're throwing them down, though, is as you get past that point of where you're coming down, yeah, yeah. is you throw, throw your, your hands, hands down, like kind of skim it. You don't keep the contact on yep. their hips. You yep. literally slide your hands down where it, it's adding to the effect that you're throwing them even harder. And I'm yeah. like, fuck me for just whatever. Doing a little extra, yeah. That These little tricks that you learn along the way, yeah. and like like – but man, I remember all that coming out. And that's not to say there were harder ones at different points. I remember when I power bomb Brad Maddox, there was a little bit of a, a deal yeah. with that to power bomb him a little harder on that. And not, and again, not unsafely, <laughs> not, not fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there was an angle being played that I just got yeah. fucked over. I needed to show a little extra certain level of aggression, but, and again, it's not as hard as I can on no. that, but it's, no, I've been power bomb much harder. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm fine. <laughs> how's your, I was going to ask you, how's your experience with the whole coronavirus been with everything going on? Well, uh, since I have like a pretty serious heart condition that I had surgery for, like I, I'm like, I don't leave my apartment. Like, so oh, I've wow. been stayed locked in. Yeah. So I, I try to avoid people. Um, but I mean, everything's been locked down. They actually just reopened everything um, last night. Everything, uh, everything? So, well, all the bars, yeah. everything's open, gyms uh, but too? it's like out, outside seating. So gyms opened yesterday as well, um, but there's like restrictions and stuff. Obviously, I don't really know what they are. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty loud because I live in Broad Ripple. So Broad Ripple is the little strip in uh, Indianapolis that's the party scene. Yeah. Um, so like, it, dude, it was so loud all night last night. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been trying to stay completely away from everything. What was the the heart condition? So I have a uh, I had coarctation of the aorta, which I had it corrected when I was like ten, um, and I have like heart disease. Um, but uh, I'm trying to remember what they call it. But my heart valves don't open and close all the way. There's yeah. one that's very mild. So like maybe one, maybe even if I, if I ever have to have it done when I'm like seventy or eighty, I'll have to get heart valve replacement. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what's wrong with my heart. But with that, with all that and like a kid on the way, I'm like not trying to like get coronavirus. Like I have that down to stay. You, you have, you have a child on the way. I saw that. Yeah. When are, yeah. When does it do? Um, August 10th through the 14th. Okay. Oh, my mom's yeah. b- born on August 8th. That's, uh, Oh really? Yeah. The, um, 
I was going to ask you something with this here. Is it a boy or a girl? Girl. 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 Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, my mom told me to tell you she said hi. Tell her I said I've noticed <laughs> Mrs. Bostick sometimes retweeting or yeah. some of my things. Yeah, yeah. Well, it says Dylan Bostick's mom. Yes. <laughs> yeah. she, so her, her and I got a like the other night uh, from Ryan Reynolds. The actor, yes, and and uh, it, I was like, I guarantee you, it's because he popped for your name, like, because it's just so it stands <laughs> out on there. It's, <laughs> it's like whenever you're like, that's like if my mom had a Twitter handle, Ryback's mom, I'd be like, Mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I remember, it's I remember very Judy Bagwell did. of her. Of uh, yeah. <laughs> my mom goes, go look at my Twitter. So I did, and I usually get pissed at her and scream at her for shit on Twitter. And I saw it, and I just started laughing. I was like, that is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> She's proud of you. That's a good thing. That's, I, well, I remember talking to her after one of the shows there outside <laughs> and she was just the sweetest woman so that was, yeah yeah she talks about that all the time it's I'm, funny it's, it's good that she's so supportive of everything you do though it seems like yeah. she's very proud yeah i was gonna ask you with everything with the wrestling too why like because and you have this following and like and i've wrestled you multiple times i think you're fantastic has there what's the feedback been aew tells you get buzz so now we're gonna have you go do some drinking thing with the rock what is wwe <laughs> what have, what's the, been the deal with that the last time so i've been to many tryouts and i just feel like all right if you're gonna give me a job you would have gave given me one yeah. um the last time i was there i was i got feedback from multiple people and it wasn't direct feedback either it was rip talking to somebody uh, Cliff Compton talking to somebody that he was friends with down there and, and I shouldn't probably name names. So yeah, but yeah. they were saying, Hey, he's on a list and he's going to get signed. It's probably going to be in the next six months to a year. Well, it's been like two and a half, three years now, no contract. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, I don't really know what the deal is. Like, uh, I don't know. It's, they literally have given me, Oh, it's timing, timing, timing. That's Every time they've said timing. Have you had any contact with semen or Canyon semen? I should say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I run from that. Maybe that's why I didn't get a job. <laughs> um, you got to be really careful with the verbiage. Have you had any? Because yeah, Canyon yeah. semen is in charge. <laughs> of semen, that'll be the headline to, uh, the next day uh, on all the dirt sheets. What's your relationship with semen, semen down there? <laughs> um, I haven't really talked with him much. Um, I was really close with Regal um, okay. through Rip. So that's how I got my tryout. Um, I had a little bit of contact with, with Canyon semen <laughs> and, uh, uh, I, I thought it was funny cause one of the guys asked him, um, he said something that he like told the guy what he could do for WWE to help them out. And I don't want to yeah, give yeah. details because it'll give away the guy probably. Um, but the, I guess the guy, uh, Canyon semen looked at him and said, well, we don't have any spots for a six, six foot white kid. Like you're just a generic six foot white kid. Like, why do we need you? Yeah. Like, and this no, dude was so pissed. But it, it's always been a thing of timing. Oh well, we're not looking for that right now. We're looking for like Asians, or we're looking yeah. for people for the UK NXT UK, or like it's just different things like that. Which I I get. That's business. The uh, one thing that they've always, and I know this is coming because I've from people that I have known down there that Regal was telling too, and they, they before this wasn't the thing they never necessarily looked for, but it's like they you got to feel like. In the, I knew like too when I when I was in the system and came back as Ryback, there was a huge void of this power. There was a, a huge opening for a badass powerhouse wrestler if i could pull that yeah. off and i and i remember sean michaels pulled me aside when i was skip sheffield and actually said like this is cool great like, but 
you could either be like just another guy doing this or like you could be like right. the guy like and be like this. And I'll never forget it. And that was the first time yeah. I really I go, this is serious fucking business. And it put it in my head to where and I that's when Skip Sheffield started evolving and Vincent yeah. and like started got away and then was serious in, in the Nexus stuff. And but it was finding a role that they needed. And stuff and based off of and then sometimes they have physical attributes they look for or ethnicities and things of yeah. that. But I've heard Regal even say, create as much buzz for yourself as like the thing now. And that's probably why AEW is they're looking. But the problem what they're looking for is my thing is, is I feel like they don't know how to make stars anymore. So they're looking yeah. for somebody that can figure it out on their own, essentially. The, the other thing is too, like Internet buzz doesn't really like say that you're talented. No, like you could have internet buzz, but that lasts a week. Like, yeah. and then, then you got to feel like figure out how to prolong it. Um, but I've also been told, um, and I don't know if this is what they tell people now, but this is what they told me in 2011, 2012. Um, whenever I first started trying out for WWE, um, they said, well, if you want to be a professional wrestler, do not get a job here because this is not a professional wrestling company. So, I mean, that's why they sign different, you know, people and stuff. Cause they, they're running a television show. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't know. What's <laughs> more, uh, for you, what's more appealing? Cause like for me, AEW, and I think they're going to force WWE to eventually change to their business model a little bit. But to me, one day a week and making money is much more feasible and appealing than yeah. being on the road in four or five days a week. You have a kid on the way. What yeah. do you use more? What, realistically and say WWE is the only one day a week moving forward. What would be more appealing for you at this point or is no preference? Uh, AEW, honestly. And that's kind of why I like shoot on WWE a lot on Twitter. Is this because of how scumbag the company is? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to work for You're not doing you know, your somebody favors like here, Dylan. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't want to work for some scumbags. <laughs> hey, listen, I stay in character. Yes, but, yes, uh, yes. This is all in character. <laughs> No, but I mean, that's part of like creating a buzz. Like yeah. if I go the anti WWE route, okay, well I'm pushing towards AEW yeah, side yeah. of things. Um, but honestly, I'm not going to wrestle again until there's like a vaccine for COVID or like there's some kind of like, you know, cure. Cause like, I don't want to risk getting it with my heart condition and then not being able to beat it because of, yeah. they can't give me anything. Cause I, I think the one thing they have to treat it is that, that stuff, um, well, I don't forget what it's called, but it, something to do with it if you have heart disease or like heart condition it can kill you yeah so like i don't want to take that like no no thank you so i mean one i hope all this stuff ends soon but um obviously i'm gonna go more AEW route like hopefully and i have a ton of friends in AEW too um so i and i i really enjoyed every time they brought me in there i've really enjoyed just hanging out because they're all good people there let's talk Um, about that real quick what was the because you've been backstage at wwe many times what yeah been back what was are they completely different vibe wise so the last time i was at wwe um it was it was cool because i i knew a lot of people there because a lot of people that i was in ovw with or just on the indies with are now there. So I had more friends. It wasn't like whenever I was younger in the business and going there. Um, but it also, you had the feeling from a lot of people that they didn't want you there. You know what I mean? Like, so it was kind of like an awkward thing. Um, but at AEW, I got brought in by Billy Gunn every time and I'm, I'm really good friends with Billy. Yeah. I love Billy. Good friends with him. And, uh, my roommates from LA are there. Like I had a ton of friends that I made when I was in LA. Like I have a lot of friends there. Um, so I didn't get a vibe from anyone really that they didn't want me there. Maybe like a 
a couple people were just kind of standoffish, but no, no big deal. Like yeah. whatever. Um, but no, totally different vibe there. It's so laid back. It's, it's literally just like going to a big indie show. You know what yeah. I mean? Like everybody's super laid back and chill. I've heard that and talking to different people and people there that it's, and that have been in WWE. They're just like, it's like, it's like what wrestling sh- should be of a more yeah, yeah. positive, friendly, and not saying you're going to always have competition and things of that nature when there's spots on the line, but they just said it's a different, and even like Tony, they said is like, I came up through the WWE system. I hear like how they talk about it. I go, that sounds so hard. It's hard to believe. Cause they gave just this experience of like this negative and not to say yeah. that there's not positives in that, but there, there's a lot of negatives just yeah. from how people act and, and you got it like hard enough and like there's yeah. you you realize what the game is and so yeah that, that's good i think you would be a nice addition and hopefully there is something with the coronavirus on the way eventually because yeah um, yeah like, a guy like Roman sitting at home like when's he gonna go yeah. back like that's he, i i bet you he does not go back until there's a cure or a vaccine for the virus why would he? and i mean dude that could be like a couple years like literally like easily a yeah. couple years there's no guarantees so, on that and he has when you have a family oh, and the, like that's yeah. they have to be like that and that has to be the priority and, yeah. and he's in a tough spot of like losing his the top spot possibly or yeah. is that there when he comes back? Who knows? But to also eight to be out of wrestling for a couple of years and it's crazy, but you got to do it. Like it's, I don't blame him one bit. They'll do the same. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, I want to wrestle tomorrow. you like, if I'm getting paid, you know, but yeah. I'm not trying to die either. Yeah. No, <laughs> we only have one life. I, I wanted to ask yeah. you that too with that. Cause without, unfortunately everything with the Shad Gaspard that went on, did you know Shad yeah. at all? Uh, no, I didn't know Shad at all. I met JTG a couple of times, um, but I knew of Shad and like, we have a lot of mutual friends. So I I knew a lot about him. Um, and it was very ironic. So, um, just like a week, not even a week ago, like three days before he passed, maybe two days before he passed, I was telling my uh, girlfriend about my friend, Peter, um, was my roommate. He asked, uh, him and Shad had a match in LA and, uh, like something happened and an accident happened and my, my uh, Peter Avalon got his like face broken in the match. And, uh, and it was Shad that accidentally did it. Like he was in the match with Shad. Yeah. And I was literally just telling her about that. I no idea why that conversation ever even got brought up. And then two days later I saw that on the internet and I was like, man, yeah. that's sad. Cause I was literally just talking about him. They saw it, man. It's uh, the good thing about it. And I knew it came up and I had I've shared some stories on the wrestling report this one night from knowing him and he's a, it was, it's good to see the, the amount of like love and positivity that he seemed to bring to a lot of people. So, yeah, that's, I always heard he was a really good dude. He always was. He was always smiling and joking around. Like I don't, I've never had a bad encounter with him ever, never on anything. Yeah. And it was was just one of those things. I was like, I know they just had the memorial, I think yesterday out there and people have been posting things up and it looked like it was really nice. So, yeah. it's uh it's sad I'm happy. just shows you what type of character he was though you know saving yeah. his son and then risking like actually in his own life for his son that's shows you yeah man no yeah. it's a uh, good person yeah it's a it just makes you think with everything but too and i'm happy with the gofundme they did there was like things it looks like they already hit the target like in a day it was like oh yeah that's crazy. good i was like that's for the family and everything and i actually grabbed a collar and elbow had the the shirt the deal they were doing i grabbed yeah yeah i reached yeah just yeah, saw that with him so he was a good dude it's just yeah you can't yeah, you gotta help sad. the point of all of it was though is like you gotta 
take care of yourself too. And you got family, a kid on the way and either you know, yeah. like him, he cared about his family tremendously. So I'm not going to take up too much more of your time, Dylan, but I do have everyone that's on here. I always ask them to end one piece of advice that's helped you the most in your life, whether it's wrestling related or life related, what would that be? I think, uh, being true to yourself, like doing whatever you want to do. Like I've made a lot of decisions that a lot of my friends have been like, that's questionable, but I always make the decision for myself. So just always do whatever you want to do. I love it. Just be true to yourself. Great advice. And for you on social media, what's the best? Is it Dylan Bostic on everything? Uh, Dylan underscore Bostic on Twitter, but, uh, everything else is just Dylan Bostic. Good deal. Well, Dylan, thank you very much. It, it's been a pleasure, and I'm, I'm happy I didn't hurt you here today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the one time we've we've talked and you didn't hurt me, so. It's about time, Dan. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code THEBIGGUY to save 15%. FuelMeals.com Feed me more. What's going on, guys? The big guy Ryback here with Feed Me More Nutrition. Check us out on feedmemore.com or Amazon. You can actually save 10% on Feed Me More Nutrition at feedmemore.com with discount code PODCAST10. $1 of every sale on the website goes towards 3Square and Feeding the Homeless. We have our new fruity cereal, I So Hungry, our mango candy, Wake Up Unlimited Energy, and our Brain Feed Brain Support. We have supplements for men and women using only stevia and monk fruit, no aspartame, no sucralose, no artificial colors. We have something for everybody, guys. Get hungry, stay hungry, feed me more. You've heard us talk about real good foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their real good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low carb, grain free, gluten free, and keto friendly. Most items have as low as three to four grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right, we are back. Thank you guys very much. What a a pleasure it was to have Dylan on, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to that. That was a lot of fun for me, doing that that with him here. As we move on to the show, guys, I'm going to go ahead and 
looking through a couple things. We're going to go into our review of the week here. As always, guys, your reviews are greatly appreciated. They truly, truly help. So if you're sitting here watching, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you guys watch this on Ryback TV, stop what you're doing. Go to Google Play, go to iTunes, whatever podcast platform that you use. Subscribe to the show on audio. If you guys, you can't always watch YouTube with everything you're doing. If you can listen to the audio, it greatly helps boost our audio version of the show as well. And your reviews on iTunes are really, really, really helpful. So if you have iTunes and you have not left a review, what the fuck are you waiting for? (laughs) This week's review winner, guys, and as always, for leaving your review, you get a either a signed copy of my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, or a Feed Me More Nutrition Premium Tank Top, small through 2XL. Just send a screenshot of your review if I picked you and uh, with your address and the item of your choice. This week's review is a simple review, but it's a five-star review. It says, great episode. And uh, it's from J. T-R-A-19. Kendra Lust episode was great. Hats off to the big guy. And uh, thank you very much. Kendra was amazing. As anyone who's ever, who does this show, I I truly enjoy the wide variety of guests that I I have the uh, opportunity to get to speak to uh, each and every week. And it's a chance for me to work on my social skills. It's a chance for me to work on, like this is a, like I've talked about a long-term deal with me work on my my conversation skills and, and trying to listen more sometimes because oftentimes and I think it's it's I've gotten a lot better at it I think as I've gone on and I, I'm nowhere near as good as I think I'll be you know, in a few years because it's just it's the case with everything with me is repetition and practice of uh talking and letting people talk um and, not, and trying not to cut them off, even though there's points that does happen, and we want to control, control the flow of the conversation or whatnot. But um, listening, listening, and I'm significantly better at that um, than I was when I first started. And again, so I'm very fortunate to be able to do this each and every week and get paid to do it. It's an amazing thing, actually. But it, I love doing it. And, uh, Anyways, RTA, you're this week's winner. Email the big guy at feedmemore.com uh, with your either the book or the tank top in your size and your address, and we will get that out to you. We just sent out uh, some review winners stuff uh, the other day that, that just went out in the mail. So if you were a past review winner, your stuff is on the way. All right. We're going to go ahead. Paying the bills. On this week here, guys, we got fuel meals, fuelmeals.com, save 15% with discount code, the big guy, custom signature meals, you got chicken, turkey, steak, they got different seafood options, they have quesadillas, they have turkey burgers, all different vegetables and carbohydrate uh, sources, guys, available there, fuelmeals.com, they ship them overnight, right, meal prep at your doorstep. And, uh, I will say too, I've learned a valuable lesson. I had to up my carbs. I was doing a lot of greens and my carb count got too low for too long. And I noticed my energy levels were, had, I always have a lot of energy and I noticed my energy levels. I was feeling tired often and my diet has been very, very on point outside of when I do a cheat meal or a little cheat meal and a dessert thing for Ryback TV on Sunday. 
but the other day, I mean, it's locked in. Even the rest of the day on Sunday, it's locked in. But uh, I had to up my carbs. So if you find you're going too, oftentimes people can go too low on carbohydrates. And uh, I, I, since upping them to a more normal level and in keeping my diet intact, my energy has been through the roof on my exercise performance. And like my, the other day I was too, too, like doing my laps in the pool. I was just fatigued, not like out of breath, but just wanted to like take a nap. And I actually, for the first time, took a nap for like 15 minutes upstairs with the dogs the other day. I haven't done that in years. And I was just like, I'm so tired and I couldn't figure it out. And I go, shit, I let my carbs get too low for too long. So that just reminded me of it. Just something. So if your energy levels, and it's good carbohydrates, it's not junk carbs, guys. Um, just a little reminder because I, I forget sometimes and I get so caught up in things. I'm like, I need more carbohydrates. They directly contribute to my performance. So with that Feed Me More Nutrition available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. Guys, you could save 10% with discount code podcast 10 for listening to this show. We got our cotton candy BCAA out now. We got the big guy testosterone boosters now in stock. Uh, we have a lot of items. The hope spot mood support and stress support is uh, in in production here. We just got a brand new shipment of creatine in. Um, we got orders and we got more fruity cereal protein. We got more sleep aids coming in. We still have all that in stock, but it's... Um, we're scaling at a very rapid rate, and uh, it looks like we're probably possibly going to run out of the Shell Shock Extreme Fat Burner on the website for a short period of time. It still is available on Amazon, though. Um, I've just, we got reorders. I can't, gauging this stuff has been very difficult because orders just keep going up, and people are buying larger and larger amounts. Um like if you would have told me a year ago the numbers I'd be dealing with now, I'd be like, whoa, we've made some serious progress. And like those numbers just keep changing every week. And it's it's crazy. It was years of killing myself and sometimes not seeing the results right away. And That's life. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's like everything fell into place and everything is just, it's a beautiful thing. But I need to keep stuff in stock, so please be patient. Um, and, and we're doing our absolute best. It's uh, can't thank you guys enough for the for the growth of this and for supporting this uh, and where we're going with all this. It's going to give me a lot of options to do a lot of a lot of cool things and to continue to bring you guys more and more cool products. We got our peanut butter pieces protein for pre order that will be out in July, and uh, we'll continue working on more flavors and. I have so many different supplements that we'll um, want to come out with, but I, I have to now be conscious of um, we're scaling that reorders have to keep getting, we have to keep order more and more quantities uh, and it costs more and more money. Uh, and it, it's a very good problem to have with all of this, and, but it's just keeping stuff in stock. And for me, it, it's morning to night dealing with all of it. And the fulfillment team has been wonderful uh, with all of this. So, and we're actually getting, they're working on the new inventory. They're sending me now inventory weekly monthly wasn't working because it was just too much was changing from month to month. So now at least weekly, I'm, I'm getting these reports and able to make a little bit quicker decisions on shit. We need to get this ordered now. And like at the fat burner, we were, we were all right just two weeks ago and we're not all right now because there was a massive purchase and it's just, it's so 
and it takes time. We have a, like a lead time of like usually four to five weeks to get new inventory in. So uh, we're going to have to divert people to Amazon for the Shellshock Extreme Fat Burner because that is our best seller by far with everything, with all of that, guys. But Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Thought of the week this week here, guys, is I saw a quote, and it really made me think. And I just, just something it hit me. And it was happiness it's we can't pursue happiness happiness is a choice that we make right here right now if we say well i need to achieve this to be happy or i this i need to hit this goal in order to be happy um there's a good chance we're going to spend the majority of our life and plenty of people have done this and spent their entire life never finding happiness Happiness is a state of mind. It's a choice that we have the ability to make each and every day. And we are either choosing not to be happy or we are choosing to be happy. And it doesn't matter what our goals are. It's a state of mind. And we should be able to be happy uh, in different circumstances uh, and, and be able to prioritize the things that make us happy. And, you know, it again, if social media and the negativity that some, it can bring at times, if that's not making you happy, all we have to do is just get off of it. My dogs make me really happy. I'm going to play with my dogs. I'm going to do things. I'm going to call people I like talking to. I'm going to do things that make me feel good. I'm going to go work out because that makes me happy. Having a Starbucks coffee once a day makes me happy. I tend to find a way to go get that every single day because I like being happy or happier, I should say. My wake up a limited energy. I love waking up in the morning. Having that first thing in the morning makes me very happy. So I have a routine where I have that first thing in the morning because it adds to my happiness. You get where I'm going with it? It's just, it's a state of mind. It's a choice. And there's going to be times where we're not happy, things upset us, and but we can make a choice to then alter that and to be happy. I made a mistake in the past of setting a goal and where I think uh, I had a goal of wanting to be WWE champion. And it was it was my number one goal. But so much, so much of my happiness was tied up in that goal, or so I thought, that I think I let a lot of things make me even unhappier than they even could have been. And I couldn't shift out of it as much as I even knew at the time is because I was choosing to be unhappy because it was tied to that goal. That it's a choice. There's plenty of things we could be happy about. And that was a very complicated thing to what I talk about with that. Cause there were a lot of things figured into that, but in a very competitive also and goal driven also, but it, I learned a very valuable lesson in all of that. And not to tie happiness to the actual goal because it, it won't, you got to be able to be happy in, in any situation or different situations. And if you avoid that, you just, it's, it's a life of just constantly searching for something that quite frankly is already there. If we want it to be we just have to open our eyes and choose to be happy. That's my thought of the week. I hope I did an okay job at communicating that. Sometimes I feel like I do, sometimes I don't, but 
Some of you will get it. All right, guys. All fan mail. Please send to P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89136. I got to actually knock out a fan mail uh, video Friday for YouTube for everything uh, here shortly along. We got some more videos coming up on Sunday for the week. Guys, if you want me to try anything, any hot sauces you have, anything you want to send to that to the P.O. Box, please do. And uh, I'll try to get it on the, on the Ryback TV. Uh, and this show is available on Ryback TV, youtube.com slash Ryback TV. Please subscribe, turn on notifications for all videos on there. Cameos, cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback for, for videos for myself. Uh, my book, Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, available on Amazon and paperback, Audible, and Kindle format with that there. Guys, and on social media, I'm Ryback on Twitter, at Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook, Ryback247 on Snapchat, The Big Guy, Ryback22, Feed Me More Nutrition, Conversation with The Big Guy, and Ryback TV on Instagram. There's a lot of them on that one. And uh, yeah, that's where you guys can find me with all of that. But hope you guys are staying safe, stay healthy, and uh, we're going to be back next week. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the big guy right back. Feed me more. This is Conversation with the big guy right back. Subscribe, like, rate, comment, and